0: Hello again ladies and gentlemen, Ghost Nobody here, ready to bring you Chapter 32 of Hunter Hunted Hybrid Wars, my third dip into the Clan Mason series. Always if you can like, share and subscribe to this wherever you can, and leave feedback at sites like fanfiction.net, Own.org, or even at my own website ghostnobody.com. All of your thoughts and feelings are always appreciated and I always love reading what you guys have thought and what you're thinking and the directions you want me to go in. And if you do pop over to ghostnobody.com, why don't you check out Stormrider while you're there. My original story told on that one site and that one site only. you know, if big girly dragon-esque girls, orcs, elves, magical realms, multiple worlds, and undead are your thing. Check it out, I'm pretty sure you'll enjoy it. And also while you're there, why don't you check out the ghostly links section. Pick yourself up a copy of Mortis from either Smashwords or from Amazon. Help support me and keep me doing what I love bringing unlikely alien romance stories to you, good people. So, without any further ado, let's get on with the show, shall we? Oh, but first the usual legal disclaimer. I don't own AVP or anything to do with it. This is all fan fiction. I'm just here to keep the Huntresses happy. Let's get on with the show. Chapter 32, Clan Mason Doorknocker. Jack and his seekers were first through the breach before the smoke had even had a chance to clear, and therefore they were the first to come under fire too. But if you're trying to hit a seeker in full battle mode, it's like trying to catch smoke with a net. And not the raptorians' kind, loving kind of smoke. Because that would be giving them ideas. And they already had too many of those. Jack deflected and cut through every projectile in his path. The Skalathor seemed to be using an oddly mixed array of weaponry. Which seemed to use projectile-based firearms. Kind of like the Raptorians used, while others seemed to be using energy-based weapons. And those were the ones that were really dangerous to Clan Mason's armour. In fact, Jack was almost positive that they had been rushed developed to try and countermand their battle armour after their first encounter on the Serpentine's homeworld. Whatever the case, the number of them that had already been sent to this mobile science hive aboard the Grand Matriarch's Fury in order for them to be studied and countermeasures created. But for now speed in their superior senses were the seeker's greatest defence against these small arms. And they seemed to work on the similar systems fired to a pulse rifle, but instead fired compressed plasma shot. The rounds were nowhere nearer had as much punch as one fired from one of Clan Mason's rifles, but plasma is plasma, and it's incredibly dangerous. Hence why the shielding on Clan Mason battle suits were designed to dispel the charge that it held together as it flew causing the gas to wash harmlessly over the shield itself. Though that wasn't without cost, obviously. Each shot absorbed would deplete the shield's capacitor. And if enough of them hit you, your shields would eventually drop. and your suit would go into recharge mode, leaving just your armour between you and the superheated gas, which was kind of hotter than the surface of the sun. But one thing the gas couldn't melt through... With the blessed weapons that the Seekers held. Metal reinforced with the blessing and power of a goddess, and they both deflected and dissipated them rather nicely while also cutting through more traditional metal projectiles like butter. The Scalethorn Draconis had formed ranks in an attempt to repel the invaders and at its head Jack and his Seekers' prime target stood, the Nightmare Assassins. But something felt off here. Something felt really wrong. As they charged forward, Jack got a cold shiver up his spine and he felt the cold darkness that seemed to come along with the presence of supreme evil. And that's when he saw it. His heart was instantly filled with both the coldest dread and the hottest of anger. To the right of the barracks building there was a pile of bodies, just piled up and discarded like trash awaiting collection. Jack instantly recognised the form of the Scalathor males. All of them had been kept on this base. They were all dead. But they were more than just dead. There was no soul aura left to them. Despite how some having only just been killed. Some of their grievous wounds obviously caused by bladed weapons were still leaking blood into the ground. This was a soul tear. The nightmare assassins had drained these poor innocent creatures and killed them afterwards. and They had no more use for them they turned their very life essence and energy into fuel for their dark powers. Watch out! They killed the males and took their energy! Jack exclaimed, as one. he felt the echo of the moral outrage echoing throughout his seekers, every last one of them. It was like a bolt of white-hot lightning travelled in between them, as the reality of what these vile creatures had done hit them. The seekers stopped dead before the nightmare assassins and a familiar face stepped forward from the group. Oddly, none of the Scalthor or Draconis troops were firing at the now stationary Seekers, and they were more focused on the invading hunters and raptorians that were pouring through the breach like angry water behind them. "'I told you we'd meet again, Jack Mason,' Galvius, Fury Scale said, stepping forwards towards him. Around her swirled an aura as black as the void. It was like pure darkness made reality.' Instantly Jack felt the fear and the pain held within it and he knew that this was the remnants of the souls of the poor innocent males that they had harvested to bolster their fighting power. You did and at that time I offered you a choice to step back from the path of evil and madness but what you have done here cannot be undone. The stains of those innocent souls will forever mark yours with the blackest of stains. You and your kind made them suffer in life and now you've denied them peace of eternity. This is not a crime that can be forgiven. You will pay for it, mark my words. In this life or the next, you will pay for what you've done here. He said calmly as his rage boiled beneath the surface of his cold exterior. The one they called the fallen angel simply laughed and it was picked up by a fellow of nightmare assassins around her. Oh, you dream warriors and your morals. When will you realise that they don't matter? None of us matter. All that truly matters is the will of the dark seed. All that matters is the strength that it grants and the promise that it made. When all this is over, when the darkness has washed over the universe and bathed it in the deepest of black, then you'll understand.' You will finally see your so-called precious gods and goddesses on their knees, stripped of their power and begging for their eternal souls. Oh, how glorious it will be to see the so-called eternal huntress on her knees, begging like a pathetic worm that she truly is. Then you, Jack Mason, will understand, and trust me, you will be there to see it. While I do have permission to kill all of your little friends here today and the rest of them that you could bring in the future, I have somewhat special plans for you, she said in a rather creepy and salacious tone coming into her voice. I'm not interested in your plans, I'm only interested in your destruction, Jack snarled, tightening the grip on his huge sword. The fallen angel laughed again and flashed him a wicked-looking smile of white teeth which really shone thanks to her ink-black scales surrounding them. "'Yes, the seed said that you'd say that. But it still gave me a very special permission when it came to you. You see, I think it would be such a terrible waste to completely destroy such a pretty, powerful, strong male such as you. So instead I approached the seed and asked for permission to make you my pet.' it agreed but only on the premise that I completely crush you and your little rebellion oh and it did make one other rule that your charming wife has to be left alive as well so that she can watch as I fuck you in fact I think I'll keep her around so I can make her watch every single time and who knows maybe I'll even let you enjoy it in fact do you think she'll like it when you start to beg me for more she said her voice going sultry and seductive jack simply roared at the top of his lungs a roar that was picked up by every seeker hunter and raptorian in the place including his wife whose voice cut through the chaos like a cleaver this seemed to startle and shock the fallen angel but not as much as the rush that followed it the soul-infused nightmare assassins were no joke the life energy of a person to a dream warrior was like a shot of NOS to a car engine. It provided an incredible boast of power. The Nightmare assassins scattered, but immediately regrouped and came back at the Seekers with a tremendous force and fury. In fact, it was all they could do to ward off their relentless attacks. Even Jack himself was having major difficulty warding off the furious slashes of the fallen angel as she darted around him, attacking him seemingly from all sides at once. She, on the other hand, was seemingly loving how the table seemed to have turned. "'Do you see it now, Jack Mason? "'Do you see the future of your, of yours with those pretty eyes of yours? "'Have you laid helpless in my bed, simply waiting eagerly for my return, "'so that I may use you again as I see fit?' she taunted him. "'No, but I do see your skull hanging on my wife's trophy wall "'while she uses your porking tail to sweep our yard.' Jack shot back through clenched teeth. The fallen amble simply laughed and danced around him, her smoking black blades singing through the air, cutting inside of his guard and glancing off his armour as they punched right through his shields like they weren't even there. "'Why do you even fight it, Jack? "'If only you'd taken my offer when I made it, "'you could have been like a king!' "'stood proudly at the side of the Darkseed's black throne, "'watching the countless masses ready to bend their knees "'and sacrifice themselves at your very word. "'But now all you'll be is my pet for my amusement,' she said. "'Oh, I'll be there at the throne of the Darkseed, all right. "'But I won't be kneeling. "'I'll be holding the blade that cuts its heads from its fucking shoulders "'and casts its blackness back where it came from, "'along with the rest of you.' Jack snarled back darkly. The fallen angel laughed loudly. And that's when Jack realised to his horror that they were losing. His seekers, despite their strength, were being beaten back. He saw at the corner of his eye the nightmare assassins scoring hit after hit and ground being lost. He didn't do something fast. Then all of them would fall. And all would be lost. That's when it hit him. He couldn't believe he hadn't thought of it before and he cursed his fucking pride for muddying his mind. Seekers, to me! He bellowed and he jumped backwards along with the others, landing in a perfect protective circle as the nightmare assassins all turned to face them. Had enough already, Jack? The fallen angel taunted, resting her blades on her shoulders and adopting a rather relaxed and arrogant pose. Hardly, Jack said with a smile that seemed to confuse her. Jack whirled his huge sword around his head and slammed it into the ground at his feet. This is not our soil, not our home, but we stand here, ready to defend it. We have and will continue to spill our blood and give our lives to make it free again. We are the proud children of the eternal huntress Pyre, and we stand here humble in the home of others, enthralled by its beauty and by its purity. But before us stand those who would sully its beauty, defile its innocence. Great tree, hear us now. You called to us to aid you, to free your children from the darkness, but we are not strong enough. Please, great tree, lend us your strength. Aid us now. Lend us your strength as we we help repel these off. Help repel those that would defile your beloved children in your very own garden. We call on you to send us the souls of the slain and the defiled. Send us those that already walk in the beauty of your golden garden. Lend us their strength and their righteous fury. Let us aid us, make us strong. Let us use it to avenge them, one and all. Let them be the ones to extract the justice for their deaths. And let them use us to protect their beloved prides. Jack bellowed so loud his voice rang through the place like a bell resonating in every soul that heard it. It wasn't often that Jack pulled a summon, but when he did, hang the fuck onto your arse. He's fucking summoning! Stop him! The fallen angel yelled as the other seekers laid a hand on Jack and repeated his words in perfect unison. And their words, just like his, resonated in every soul present as the power of the dream warrior's soul speech took hold, amplifying its power a thousandfold. A faint breeze carried with it a whisper-like voice that cut through the chaos of the battle like a blade. "'I hear you, beloved children of Pyre, and I answer,' it said in a voice that was a perfect mixture of male and female.' Suddenly out of nowhere flowers began to punch through the metal flooring of the base popping up all around Jack and his seeker's feet seemingly breaking through where his blade had struck the ground and using the crack his blade had cut in the large metal plate to take hold. A large golden vine entwined Jack's sword before absorbing into it warping it and wrapping it before his eyes the metal taking on both a green and golden tinge and sheen One of the screaming nightmare assassins charged at Jack with her blades held high and Jack braced himself. Do you trust me, child of pyre? The voice asked quietly. Jack felt a calmness washing through him, like warm golden sunshine washing across the rolling plains of home. I do, he said softly, and this was echoed by all of his seekers at once. The nightmare assassin yelled with fury, and lunged at Jack, but no sooner had her feet left the ground than Vine shot out of it and dragged her back down. They wrapped themselves around her legs and others shot up and wrapped her arms. "'You have defiled the beauty that I have sown, vile one. You have stolen that which is not yours and never shall be. You have taken my most beloved ones from me, and now I take them back. No more shall your fear torment them. They will walk with me.' "'in the paradise of the garden that I planted for them, "'and they shall be free,' the whispered voice said "'with a surprising amount of venom and fury. "'Golden vines shot out of Jack's blade "'and wrapped themselves around the struggling and screeching nightmare assassin. "'Then, like a fisherman pulling in a fighting fish, "'the vines went taut and tore the imprisoned souls from her aura and body. "'It was like black smoke of her aura was being torn apart.' like it was being run through a coffee strainer made of golden vines and while the thick black vileness dissipated golden sparkling clouds began to emerge from it the souls swirled and danced around like golden sunbeams trapped in a gas until they shot into jack's sword making it glow the nightmare assassin fell to the floor looking completely drained my children thank you for calling me to free them they beg for the chance to help you free their beloved brothers. They lend you your their strength, Jack Mason, beloved child of pyre. Use it well and wisely. Free their beloved brothers and send them home to me. The voice of the great tree whispered in his mind. I will, great tree. I swear it to you. Jack said and with that he grabbed the handle of his sword. Golden vines instantly wrapping themselves around his hands and wrists joining the sword to his hands as he pulled it free. Suddenly the nightmare assassins were not so sure of themselves anymore. Other golden sparkling entities were pouring from the flowers around the Seekers' feet and were joining in with the other Seekers. Their weapons too were being wrapped in nature and golden vines. All of the Seekers began to glow, their oars like white billowing fire all around them. The Soul Summon had taken hold. "'and there was no stopping it now. "'We will take back that which you have stolen. "'We will free the enslaved "'and we will bring peace to the tortured "'because we are the seekers of truth. "'We seek out evil, "'and when we find it, we destroy it.' "'Jack and all of them bellowed as one. "'Now it was the nightmare assassins on the back foot. "'The renewed and invigorated seekers charged them.' Each of them surrounded in an aura of pure white and gold that billowed around them like a pair of wings made of flames. Each of them looked like a vengeful angel, and this was visible to all, not just to the other Seekers. The effects of this summons were so powerful it had bled through into the physical world, and now every hunter, saviour and battle angel, not to mention Raptorian, could truly see what the Seekers truly were. The righteous anger of the Fallen flowed through them, bolstering their already considerable strength and igniting their own souls with a thirst for vengeance, a thirst that would only be quenched by tearing the innocent souls from these vile creatures. That's when Jack saw something interesting. There seemed to be some sort of connection between the Nightmare Assassins and the one that was called the Fallen Angel. It was like tendrils. "'of superfine blackness reaching from her to them. "'It took a m- moment for him to realise "'what he was really looking at. "'Puppets,' he said softly "'as his blades clashed against hers, "'and instantly he saw her eyes widen in shock "'that he'd actually seen it. "'Brothers and sisters, they're puppets. "'Don't kill them. "'They're being controlled by the dark seed and by her, "'which means if you kill them, she'll get their power.' They're innocent sisters. Free them! Jack yelled to his seekers, which instantly changed our seekers for fighting. Whereas before they were fighting to completely destroy them, now they began to wear them down instead, the strength of the fallen Scalthorne Raptorians flowing through them, pushing their strength well beyond normal limits. It made it impossible for the Nightmare Assassins to keep up with them, as they were fighting with stolen souls, not freely gifted ones. Now this is where the difference between using a soul tear and a soul summon properly done really came into its own, as the Seekers were getting continual replenishment of soul energy direct from the Great Tree itself. So as one soul depleted in energy, it was called back to the Golden Garden to wander free, having expended its anger and thirst for vengeance. It was then instantly replaced by another. The Nightmare Assassins had only stolen souls to count on. Now, while this did make them stronger and faster, they were using far more of the energy up. It was short-lived. As they burned the soul out, it left nothing but a shadow in its wake. Which, exactly as Jack planned, wore them down. And one by one they fell, being pounced on by a seeker fighting them who tore the remaining souls and shadows free of them, sending them back to the great tree for it to rejuvenate them and to care for them. They then set about doing what Seekers did best. They began to exorcise the darkness from the still-fighting Nightmare Assassins. One by one, the great tree-powered Seekers were viciously tearing the vile blackness from the struggling Nightmare Assassins that they'd pinned down and burning it with golden fire, leaving a rather confused and frightened-looking Scalathor woman in its wake. One by one, the tethers vanished, the flames of black surrounding the fallen angel shrank and shrank until they were basically a whisper around her. Jack smiled at her as she seemed to realise that the tables had well and truly turned on her now. With one last push, he kicked off his blade and landed a few feet away. This isn't over, Jack Mason. I'll make good on my promise, just you wait and see. You will be mine, and with you I will become unstoppable, she screamed and with that a claw of shadow erupted from the side of a building and it swallowed her and it smoked like fingers, leaving not a single trace of her as Jack's blade slammed into the wall where she'd stood moments before. Jack turned and seen that his Seekers were already secured and now freed, not to mention completely confused and terrified former Nightmare Assassins. But the power of the Great Tree and the souls of the Golden Garden had not faded yet. The thirst was still there and it was strong. He lifted his blade high above his head, its metal glinting in the sunlight. Souls of the glorious dead, I am your humble servant. I am the vessel through which you return. Use my connection to this world. I am the left hand of the eternal huntress, and I offer myself to you freely. Use my power. Return to this place. Avenge yourselves, he bellowed, and with that he slammed his sword into the ground again and held the fuck on. Instantly, Jack was swept up into the air and he hovered above the battlefield below him, tethered to the sword now by golden vines which wrapped themselves hard around his ankles and wrists. A golden blast of light burst out of Jack's chest like his heart had turned into the sun itself. The battlefield was instantly bathed in glittering golden smoke out of which figures of fallen raptorians and male Scalthor emerged all dressed in golden armour that was decorated with flowers and trees, obviously the symbols of the great tree. They stood together now, shoulder to shoulder, a vengeful army of the dead, ready to stand for the living, to fight for the ones they had loved and left behind. Together they raised their golden blades like an army of knights and charged screaming at the remaining Scalethorn Draconis. "'What's happening?' raptorian prides began to scream in fear as they saw the ghosts of their fallen pride sisters and friends charging past them as well as those of the fallen scalthor males fear not little ones you're witnessing the true power of my beloved Ak and his seekers they call upon the glory dead to aid us the fallen have come to extract their righteous vengeance tick yelled and as one the hunters pumped their fists into the air and cheered The Fallen on as they tore into the Scalithor and Dracon like a wave of pure justice made literal. It took seconds for the Fallen to completely destroy the remaining warriors. As no weapons they had could harm the already dead spirits. Their bullets and plasma passed through them like smoke. But the blades of the Fallen were not like smoke. They cut just as deep as as a steel one would. Completely ignoring the armor their foes wore and striking straight to the heart. As that happened, Jack touched down again onto the floor, with billowing white flame-like wings surrounding him. His eyes were glowing bright gold as he surveyed the destruction of the fallen as written upon the invaders. But he felt no pity for them. Their intentions had been insidious ones, and now they were stopped. He was still tethered to the sword by golden vines. The ghosts now all quiet and gathered around him and a particularly small Scarlethor male stepped from the silent crowd and looked up at him. It was one of the children that had been among the comfort males. Jack actually remembered the tears that had burned in his eyes upon seeing this broken little body thrown into that pile not to mention the fury that had stabbed his heart but now the body of the boy was clean and clear Not a wound or a blemish adorned his radiant scales as he stood before Jack and a smile of pure joy lit his face to see him free. Thank you, Pia's left hand. You have earned the gratitude and respect of the great tree this day. You kept your promise as the great tree hoped you would. You did your goddess proud. You gave us the chance to rest easy and to aid our beloved living ones free this beautiful place from the evil. We are told that, should you ever wish it, there will be a place for you and those that follow you in the golden garden to spend eternity in peace and joy. Plus, even if you pass until the eternal hunt when your days here are done, you will be received as honoured guests and friends in the garden, should you ever wish to visit, he said. No, young one, I am merely the vi- vessel. This victory was yours.' Without your strength, this victory would not have been possible. So thank you, one and all, Jack said, dropping to his knee and slu- saluting the fo- skull and Skalthall male child. And all of his seekers and clan mason members followed suit of their Grand Patriarch in showing their respect. In the same way, even Tikalith herself. Strength through unity. The boy began planting glowing hand on Jack's shoulder as the elder seeker looked up in stunned silence. Unity through togetherness. A raptorian pride said, placing their hands atop one another's before placing them on him as well. Togetherness through pure love, another older Scalathor male said. Another raptorian, this one, was alone step forward. A love so pure it burns through all that hears it hear its call, she said then another and here it's call you do she said and now another male and answer it's call honestly you did he said suddenly a very fa- familiar face stepped forward out of the crowd it was valec humbled by its power you were he said as he placed his hand on his patriarch in law's shoulder a warm happy smile ple- planted firmly on his golden glowing mandibles One after another, spirits joined, each placing a hand on him. Humble and proud, you still stand, shoulder to shoulder. These are your brothers and your sisters. They stood for you as you stand for them. You are never alone when you carry your brothers and sisters with you, as they carry you. Your strength is theirs as theirs is yours. Together you are strong and you are free. For you are Clan Mason, and you stand proudly together now and always. And together you stand for those that need you, as you always have and you always will. For while Clan Mason stands, all are free, and those that fall will be avenged, in the name of the Great Tree and the Eternal Huntress, and of all the deities who look down on you with love. Stand proud, brothers and sisters, for you are blessed. "'and you are loved, one and all,' the spirits said in perfect unison, "'as they said the clan-mason joining oath, albeit slightly modified. "'Then just as quickly as they had sprung forth, "'the spirits took one last look at their friends and loved ones, "'before with a final wave of thanks and goodbye. "'They vanished like golden smoke that was sucked back into Jack "'and travelling along the vines back into the sword.' Tikhalev Mason stood with her mandibles hanging open. Never in her life has she seen something so wondrous. Her beloved Axe stepped up and pulled his slightly changed sword from the ground and held it aloft, proudly pointing it at the sun so that the rays hit the blade and caused it to cast golden light over everything around him. Raptoria is now, and forever will be, free! He screamed to the sky and every single person there except for maybe the captured former Nightmare Assassins screamed in joy and began hugging one another. One of the command prides walked somewhat timidly up to Jack. It was obvious that this display of sheer power completely rocked their world to its very core. Not only had they stood shoulder to shoulder with fighting males, an utterly unthinkable thing to them, but they had just witnessed a male so powerful he'd ended a war using an army of their dead sisters, calling them from the very golden garden of their beloved great tree itself. We have received word from the teams in the other two bases. They've been victorious as well. All of the Scalathor and Takarnis lay slain or captured. Raptoria is truly free again, they said looking up at him in awe. Jack simply smiled warmly down at them. "'Good, but we must not get complacent here. "'It won't take the Scalathorn Draconis long "'to figure out that something's very fucking wrong "'when they can't contact either their fleet "'or their ground bases. "'There's still a battle to be fought there, "'but I have a personal score to settle on their shore "'after what they've done here "'and what they've taken from us. "'Clan Mason never lets the loss of her own go unpunished, "'and they will play in blood for every hunter, "'battle angel,' and saviour that fell here. But please do not take that to mean that I'm in any way angry with you or your people. Every one of them gave their life proudly and willingly in defence of this beautiful place and its beautiful people. And given the choice that I know every one of them would do the same again, even if it meant the same result. That's who we are, Jack said. The command pride all nodded. We're truly beginning to see that "'When you first arrived, we did not trust you. "'A seemingly benevolent mixture of alien races "'come here to simply stand at our side "'and fight our enemies with us. "'The very notion seemed preposterous. "'We thought you had a hidden ulterior motive, "'that you wanted our land or maybe our resources "'or possibly even our beloved males. "'But you truly don't, do you?' "'He said, and Jack smiled. "'All we want is your friendship and your safety.' "'It's the duty of the strong to stand to protect those that need them. "'When the strong stand together, united in both purpose and belief, "'this here, this is the result,' Jack said, "'sweeping his hand over the scene of raptorian prides hugging one another "'and any hunter, seeker or battle angel that they could get their little hands on. "'The command pride nodded in agreement. "'You truly are an inspiration, Jack Mason.' Never before would we have believed that a male could stand tall and do such things. But what we have witnessed here today, well, if we had not seen it with our own eyes, then we would have never believed it. But thanks to our statements and those girls there, all of Raptoria will see what you did here for us today. Today they will all know the truth, and today they will all believe in Clan Mason. They said proudly, gesturing to the little camera crew and reporter Pride who was stood there right in the middle of everything, filming everything. Jack got the feeling he was about to become rather famous. Now, thanks for what they had done, Clan was invited down into the Raptorian cities to join in the festivities that were going on. Once the news of the complete defeat of the invaders broke by the brave roar reporters of Pride Life Today News, and boy did the Raptorians know how to celebrate. As Jack and Tick crossed the bridge into the city, they could already hear the parties raging on. No sooner had they entered the gate than they instantly spotted a huge screen displaying an image to the, them. And what appeared to be Smoke, all stood with weapons in their hands, stood back to back in full-on hero battle poses. Then the screen flickered to show off what, one at a time as they watched. First it showed Smoke stood proudly with his hands on his hips and his chest puffed out. Underneath it, it read, Hunter Smoke, the guardian of males, defender of the innocent, winner of raptorian hearts, before changed to show a picture of Smoke helping male children, holding a small raptorian dolly in his hand, before changing again to show him holding a shield and standing defiantly between a group of terrified-looking males and what appeared to be a pink blob thing, before finally changing to show him surrounded proudly by his fearsome, proud-looking pride, all holding their weapons as they stood together, looking every bit the proud interspecies pride that they were. Jack recognised Vippy right in the, there in front before Smoke. Then it changed to show Tick. First stood in the pose that Smoke had been in, underneath it It read, Tick Elph Mason, Grand Matriarch, Huntress of Evil, Breaker of Chains, Freer of Slaves and Avenger of the Innocent. The image changed to show Tix smashing huge chains with her warhammer, freeing captive male Scarathor before guiding them safely into the loving protective arms of what appeared to be raptorian prides. The final image showed Tix stood defiant with her warhammer raised and looking every bit the beautiful huntress as she stood between the males and their new prides and what was obviously evil Scarathor females trying to steal them back. Then it was Jack's turn. He stood with his hands on his hips beaming at the viewer under him. It read Jack Mason, the Grand Patriarch, Protector of Raptoria, Seeker of Truth, Guardian of the Innocent, Freer of Hearts and Destroyer of Evil. The image changed to one of Jack standing valiantly before an army with Raptorian prides at his back, fighting the Scalithor before it changed again. This time he seemed to be delivering both Yejuta and human males into the arms of very happy-looking raptorian prides. Instantly recognised both Smoke and Aramek in the picture, as he seemed to be guiding the two boys into the arms of loving, grateful-looking prides. Underneath the picture there was a caption, "'Bringer of true love and alien joy,' it read. Then the picture will change one last time to show the three of them surrounded by surface stalkers all in full battle armour heroes of raptoria it read underneath oh boy i'm suddenly very glad we have cloaking tech on our side jack said making tick and ryan who had joined them after returning from his own victory all nod in unison oh what's the matter grand patriarch i think they captured your good side there a familiar voice said and they all turned to see liam approaching with a large grin plastered on his face he had smoke and his pride in tow with him and they all stood gawking up at the huge screen. Before you ask, no, I don't think it makes your tail look fat, and that goes for all of you. It's a good excuse to stare at them, though, without getting caught, Smoke said, and every one of his pride took it in turns to give him a playful punch on the leg. You may stare at our tails as much as you desire, covered up or not, they said playfully. How about raised or lowered? Smoke shot back, making them blush and grab at him vicky then turned to jack please excuse us grand patriarch and matriarch we need to uh borrow your hunter here for a swift lesson in the consequences of teasing your pride she said And before any of them could answer the pride hoisted smoke up off his feet and shot off with him in the air and three of them on either side of him in fact he looked like he was riding a magic carpet made of raptorians they hadn't actually got far before a yell went up that's him the guardian of males and it was followed by a squeal and sound of running feet it turned out that surface stalker training came in rather handy in evading not only surface predators but rampaging crowds of female fans too and smoke and his pride shot out of sight oh boy i get the feeling this is about to get interesting quick liam said and no sooner had the words left his lips than more shout of them went up it's them it's them "'The Breaker of Chains and the Protector of Raptoria!' The yell went up, and before any of them could move, the entire group was completely surrounded by Raptorians, all wanting to shake their hands and take pictures with them, to get their autographs. Plus, it seemed more than one pride wanted to ask Jack if he could send them a human or Yajuta boy their way as well. But by far the most beautiful thing was a small group of Raptorian males, who walked right up to Tick without a single shred of fear, each of them was carrying children with them, and they seemed completely enthralled by the giant huntress dressed like a golden war Valkyrie. Before them, one of the males placed his young son down, and the small boy, who was literally looked like he could fit right into the palm of Tick, one of Tick's huge hands, walked right up to her with no fear. He held something up to her, and she knelt down and took it from him. I drew this for you. Thanks for saving the Scallythor boys my daddy says they will be happies here girls will take care of them like our mummies takes cares of us use is good the little boy said ruffling his pretty feathers at her happily jack saw tick's heart utterly melt in her chest nothing made a mummy tick more than an innocent little cub no matter whose they were thank you little one i will cherish it she said, opening up what appeared to be a drawing of Tick holding up a big hammer and protecting what appeared to be dragons, but were probably male scalathor. "'Can I sit on so your shoulder?' the little boy asked, and his father went to him to see, but Tick held up a massive hand to stop him. "'Of course you can, little one,' she said, and with the tenderest of care she scooped him up and placed him so he was sat on her shoulder, f- using the fin-like mount like it was a saddle.' "'Wow, Yuz is so tall!' the boy squealed in pure joy, looking out over the crowd, which had oddly fallen silent as he watched the scene in complete amazement. "'I'm a Yujuta. We're all really tall. Do you want to see how high we can leap?' she said, and the little boy nodded eagerly. "'Hold on tight, then,' Tick said, and with a mighty bound, she showed off one of the tricks that made the Yujuta completely fearsome in combat.' She leapt clear over the crowd and landed on the roof of a nearby building with a boom, before turning back and leaping back. Jack saw the father looking rather nervous as hell. Fear not. The entire Scalathor army itself could not harm your cub while my wife guards him. She would kill an entire planet of them rather than let a single scale of his get scuffed. Jack said proudly as Tick landed back in the centre of the circle with a massive boom. It just about covered the screams of pure joy of the boy clinging to her shoulder. Tick turned and handed the boy back to his relieved and rather grateful father now. Thank you, breaker of chains. You really are all they say you are, he said and the crowd erupted again. Jack got the feeling it was going to be rather a long night, but also a rather worthwhile one too. So that was chapter 32, ladies and gentlemen, and looks like the War for Raptoria is won. But what challenges and tribulations will test Clan Mason next? Going to be only one way to find out that, and the answer to any more questions you undoubtedly have. Going to have to tune in next time. So until next time, this is Ghost Nobody signing off and saying, I'll see you all next time.